Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Again, I encourage you to pass the Word about this time together uh, to one another. <clears throat> to believers and non-believers alike, what we do is we simply look at the Word of God. And if you've been with us a couple episodes, you know that. And so we're going through the book of John now, the Gospel of John, just beginning it. And this is chapter 1. And at the end of the last episode, we saw in verse 11 that this verse was described of what Jesus did. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. And so that's a picture of how uh, Jesus came to the Jew first and then went to the Gentile, as the gospel said. Uh, really, Jesus himself spent the time with the Jews with many encounters with Gentiles and Gentiles coming. But his primary focus was to come to his own, come to his own, and they didn't receive him. Okay? They didn't receive him. You see the same thing happening with uh, in Paul's life because Paul so wanted to take the gospel to the Jewish people, and he did when he went on the various missionary journeys. The first place he would stop would be within the Jewish synagogue, and he would speak. But as time went along, the Lord just flat out told him, he says, you're going to be going to the Gentiles. Peter was the one that was sent to the Jews. And I guess sort of get a chuckle out of that because uh, Paul had a Ph.D. in Judaism, right? He was brilliant and was raised within that. And his heart was toward the Jews. But the Lord sends him to the Gentiles. Peter was a businessman. <clears throat> a lot of times people say, oh, Peter was just a fisherman. No, he was a shrewd businessman. You know, had his own boats and everything. Okay. And so he was a businessman. Uh, but he was not trained, uh, as the rabbis were, within Judaism. And the Lord sent him to the Jewish people. That doesn't mean that either one of them did not present the gospel to everybody. They did. But what's being said here is that Jesus was sent and his own people did not receive him. Verse 12 then says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So we see here what the whole purpose of what Jesus did and what the gospel is about. Okay, what occurred here? Anyone who accepted, anyone who received him, and by receiving him means believed what he said. Okay, that means that you understand everything that you say that he said, but you believed him. To those, it was given the right. Isn't that that's sort of a profound thing? Uh, they it was given permission. They were allowed to become children of God, even to those who. Believe, and that's that great word of uh, pistis, pistil, which means to believe, to have faith, to have trust in, to literally be uh, persuaded about, to those who believe in his name. So watch this, verse 12 again. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who were not born, or who were born, sorry, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, this right here is profound, because this is where 
uh, and even at this point in time, John is picking up this little motif of uh, being born again. We're going to see it in the third chapter when the Lord has this encounter with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was uh, sort of prodding the Lord and asking questions and wanting to know about some things. And Jesus wasn't going to do the dance with him. He just said, you must be born again. And so we're seeing right here from the first chapter, the 13th verse, that these folks were born, but they're born of God. Those who believe in his name are born of God, not born of blood, okay? not born of the will of the flesh. So he's saying this is not something that happens within the natural. Okay, Now, everybody who believes has been born of blood. Okay, it has been born of blood. So there's the natural thing. There's also the genealogical type of thing right here. It's not born of blood just because you're a Jew, Okay, or just because you're a Gentile, or just because you're a Baptist, or just because you're a Methodist when it comes to family lineage and genealogy. No, it has nothing to do there. Nor of the will of flesh. We're not born of the will of the flesh. You can't just sit there and determine in your flesh by your good works that I'm going to be born again, that I'm going to be renewed. You cannot do this. You cannot receive him. You cannot believe in him. Of the flesh. Well, disciples ask this later on. They go, well, how can this be then? It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is by God, by God himself who is reaching out, who is convicting, who is drawing, who is persuading. So these who receive him, these who believe, they were born, but they're not born of blood. They're not born of this lineage. They're not born of the will of the flesh. They just have it determined. Uh, okay, I think I'll be saved today nor of the will of man. Well, that sort of doubles down on that thought, doesn't it? We just can't determine in our own mind that, well, today is the day that I think I will be righteous from now on. We can't do it. People try it all the time. They try to do good deeds. They try to do what they think they're supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. But they're literally unable because it must be of God. So let me read these two verses together. Well, the two verses, which are one sentence, to where we can sort of close with the entire flow here. And you know what? As a matter of fact, I want to back up to verse 11. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They are born of God. So that's the question I have for all of us today. Are we born of God? Are you born of God? You're the only one who truly knows. Okay, you and God knows. Okay, are you born of God? Have you received him? Do you believe in his name? Now, make sure you don't make the mistake of a false belief, a false profession. Uh, James tells us that the demons believe, and at least they have the common sense to shudder, okay, in their belief, okay? Do you truly believe? Way, way, way too many people are trying to live good lives, and they do not believe. Far too many people live religious lives, and yet they truly don't believe. They believe what is said about Jesus. 
they believe the good deeds they're doing. They love the ooey-gooey, the feelingness, and what they've been doing for decades within their organizational churches. But they really have not received him. They really have not believed in his name. They haven't been born again. They haven't been transformed. And deep within, there is a misery beyond anything that can be described. If that is your case today, rejoice. Because today is the day of salvation, and you can say, Lord, forgive me. You can repent. You can confess. You can call upon the name of the Lord and say, God, just will you please save me? And he will do it at this very moment while you're driving down the highway, if you truly mean it. I would encourage you to do that. The days of religious activities are quickly flying past us. We must receive him. We must believe. We must be born again. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.